Hey, welcome to the Monday Morning Show. That's Ryan Hensley. I'm Grant Cohn. Before we get started, I want to let everyone know that thanks to all of your generous Super Chat donations, I bought the new microphone. It's going to be coming today in the mail, and I'm going to be looking like Jesse with the whole, like, you know, arm nice. thing hanging down like that. So I'll be, uh, thank you, everyone. I appreciate it. I actually, I should have done it months ago. I don't know what I was waiting for. It's a little expensive, but you guys paid for it, essentially, so thank you. That's exciting, new. It's definitely yeah. exciting. I, I got yeah. a mic. I got a mic here. I, da- I downgraded from my other one because it was. Although the other one was super expensive, to me this one sounds better. So hopefully, I didn't just drop seven hundred bucks on something that sounds worse than this because this not so. Although some people like it in kind of a weird, lo-fi type of way. I don't know. I think most people are t- tired of me yelling into it and having it clip and pop. So. Well, thank you very much, everyone. <laughs> All right. So today we're going to be talking about um, how the quarterback situation will play out. We're going to talk a lot about Trey Lance. I posted a video this morning being a little critical of Trey Lance based on something he said. I want to come back, circle back to that. I want to circle back, as the corporate people would say. But first, I want to talk about um, Brandon Ayuk, who I got in trouble. I got him in trouble this weekend. He was he was on Brad Graham's YouTube. Brad does a great job. And Brad was just, they were just chopping it up and Brandon Ayuk just happened to say some stuff about the Eagles and I put it out there with my big platform and then the Eagles fans got pissed. So there was more that Brandon Ayuk said. Forget about the stuff he said about Philly because we don't care about them anymore. Here's what he said about the 49ers. Brandon Ayuk in this interview said that the Niners are the best team in the league hands down this season. Hands down best team in the league this season. How do you feel about him saying that? Him, him believing that? Him saying that? Well, it depends. From a roster standpoint, I probably agree. Um, with with what he's saying from a roster standpoint, maybe outside of the quarterback position, and you know, no knock on Brock Purdy, he was playing fantastic. But you know, if you're just looking at the roster, if you're looking at the roster before the season and you put Brock Purdy as a quarterback, I think the 49ers have the strongest roster in the NFL. Brock Purdy being the unknown because we didn't know anything about him. Now he played fantastic. Um, he went down, and you know that could have been a big part of well. It, at least would have been competitive had Brock Purdy stayed in that game. Um, But overall, I think we've been saying it for the last couple of years that the roster is the strongest in the NFL. And that's probably why it's so damn frustrating that they keep not going the distance um, for me at at least. Um, So the the best team in the NFL part, it it doesn't really bother me. I think I probably agree with him, Um, but you know, where are they at now? And, and you see the Eagles are in the playoffs and the Chiefs are, are Eagles and Chiefs are in the Super Bowl. So, I mean, this year, the best two teams are the Chiefs and the Eagles, ultimately. Um, maybe on paper, yeah. the 49ers are the best. But in reality, Eagles and the Chiefs are the two best teams in the NFL. And this isn't Brandon Ayuk's mentality. It's clearly the entire teams, And it's Kyle Shanahan's mentality. Uh, he's the leader and he's the one who sets the tone. I guess I don't really like this mentality. It's like, you know, that's what... The playoffs are supposed to determine. That's what games are supposed to determine. It's almost like the Niners collectively as an organization wish that there was like a coach's poll, an AP poll at the end of the year. That, yeah, yeah someone's going to win the, like, the bowl game, but what really matters is what people vote on after the season, and they should win that vote. It's like, this isn't college football, man. Someone's going to win the Super Bowl. That's the best team that year. End of story. So, no one remembers who the best team was theoretically four years ago. It's whoever won the Super Bowl. So, like, that whole mentality to me is kind of college But, like, on the other hand, what's Brandon supposed to say, right? Hey, we just weren't that good. We didn't get it done. We weren't good right. enough. Right. Uh, I get it. Like, part of what this team has is this 
They're the most confident team in the league, or they're up there. And that's a good thing. You want a confident team. Kyle imparts this swagger into his roster. But I guess what I would feel is like it it doesn't border on overconfidence. It like goes way into overconfidence. And the difference between confidence and overconfidence is when the loss happens, if you're overconfident, I don't think you can really look inward and change. I think it prevents change. Because overconfidence is, well, we were the best team in the league. You got to be lucky to win the Super Bowl. And if we just keep hammering at it, we'll get luck eventually. Like, how many times you got to come up short before you realize that it's not a luck issue? And that's not Brandon. I'm talking Kyle. So I think this is kind of, um, it's a microcosm of the 49ers overconfident attitude. I think it started in 2017. Remember, Jimmy came here. They won five in a row. And they were talking wild at the end of the season. Like, hey, you know, NFL is lucky we didn't make it in because no one wants to see us. Like, guys, chill. So ever since, really, the beginning of this era of Kyle, they've had this attitude like, hey, man, we were the best team. We just didn't get to prove it in the playoffs like six years in a row. And I feel like, man, no one's going to remember you guys as the best team if you never sealed the deal. You got to get at least one one ring to validate this entire era. And you're not going to get one if you keep telling yourself that you're like the best, the the champs on paper. You got to be the the champs in hardware, not on paper. Yeah, I mean, the, the reality for me is that the 49ers have been the best team outside of the quarterback position for several, for the last few years. Um, mm-hmm. It's either because their quarterback's not top top 10, top 12, or because they're injured. You know, this year it was Brock Purdy going down. Who knows what would happen if it had he stay in. Um, but I, I see your point on overconfidence. There is a difference between being confident and overconfident. You know, I, as a coach, when I was a coach, I would, you know, try to make my kids as confident as possible. But that doesn't mean that I'm underestimating my opponent or thinking that I don't have to plan to overcome their strengths um, just because I think we're the best team. So th- there's a balance there, right? You have to, you have to balance that. Let's say, let's say Brandon. Let's say Brandon's. It's not just Brandon. It's Kyle. Kyle believes the Niners were the best team this year. Kyle believes they were the best team in 2019. Let's say he's right. They were the best team in those years. They mm-hmm. didn't win the Super Bowl either time. Yeah. Well, what does that say about him and the team? From Kyle's perspective, it says, well, there's a certain amount of luck baked into the sport. I can't control that. We got unlucky two times. I would say, no, you had the best team in the league twice. You didn't win the Super Bowl. Like That's almost more painful. It's yeah. not like you were Brian Dayball's Giants and you were, you know, like, no. You guys were pretty much cons- like looked at as the best team in the league. You saw yourselves that, that way and you came up short. That to me is painful. You got to live and you'll live with that the rest of your lives. If you don't win a Super Bowl at some point, you will always look back. You'll be 70. And you'll think, man, 2019, man, 2022. Those were our years and it'll eat at you unless you win it soon. You know what I'm saying? And like in football, it's not like basketball where the Warriors could feel like, man, we got 10 years worth of title runs as, as long as we got Steph Curry. I mean, you don't know when this window is going to close. Nick Bosa is going to be making like $35 million a year coming up pretty soon. This is all going to change. So you can't keep squandering these opportunities and telling yourself like, eh, we were the best team. It's, it's all right. We were the best team that year. We'll get them next year. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Well, I'm saying. 49ers got to, maybe they need to clarify, we have the best team outside of the quarterback position. And you know, Jimmy was never, if Jimmy Garoppolo is your quarterback, you don't have the best team. You might have the best team outside of the quarterback position. Yeah. Now with Brock Purdy, he was playing phenomenal. Um, 
maybe. But he was the fourth best of the quarterbacks left in the in the playoffs. Let's be honest. Yes, he was. He was. He was. He was. You know, and maybe that's good. And Steve Young, sorry to cut you off. Steve Young said no. you need super duper level quarterbacks to to make it this far. And I mean, look around. I mean, maybe, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. I cut no, you. Off. I mean, this is a quarterback driven league. Period. And I've been talking about it. We we talked about it um, last night. I was talking about it with Jesse. Like, is there really such thing as a Super Bowl window if you don't have a top ten, top twelve quarterback? Now, again, Brock Purdy was playing like a top ten quarterback. Whether he turns out to be a top 10 quarter caliber quarterback or not, that's yet to be determined. But he was playing like one. So the 49ers had a legit chance to me. This is the, this was their best chance of winning the Super Bowl this year because on paper, their roster to me was better than everybody. Brock went down. But again, I don't know. It, to me, when I was looking at the trenches between the 49ers and the Eagles, it seemed like the Eagles were winning that battle. Um, so I don't know if the 49ers would have won if Brock pretty stays healthy. Um but they definitely would have been a hell of a lot more competitive had he had he stayed into it. Um, but again, I think that the 49ers need to recognize that they have had a, the best roster in the NFL for a couple of years now outside of the quarterback position, which seems to be Kyle Shannon's Achilles heel. He either can't find them or he can't protect them or he, they don't stay healthy or whatever it is. But that's, that always seems to be the problem. Everyone compares him to Andy Reid. Andy Reid didn't win a Super Bowl until he got Patrick Mahomes. So mm-hmm. – this is just the reality, man. That your quarterback is the most important position in the NFL. It's the reason to get paid the most. It's the reason why all these protections are put in place. And until Kyle figures that part out, it really doesn't matter the rest of your roster. I mean, you might get lucky with a great defense and a quarterback that gets hot at the right time. But until you dial in that quarterback position, you're not a Super Bowl team. Let me um, side with Brandon for a second before we finish this. Yeah. It wasn't. Brandon's fault they lost to Philly. And it wasn't Brock's fault they lost to Philly. I don't care what Kyle says. He could have stepped up in the pocket. It wasn't Brock's fault. It was Kyle's fault. The game plan was wrong. Brandon essentially revealed what the game plan was. The game plan was to expose Philly's defense. That's the wrong. There's nothing to expose. Because whatever you thought you saw in the secondary, man, you got to have a really good, really not just a good offensive line, but good tight ends, good running backs, a good protection scheme to even get to that portion of the game to try to expose them. That was the wrong idea. They had the right idea against Dallas. Although, actually, hold on. Going back to Dallas, they messed up against Dallas too. Okay, let's go back to the Dallas game. Kyle comes out passing. Thankfully, Dallas doesn't get a lead. And Kyle Juszczyk and and the vets and the team go up to Kyle and they're like, hey, man, can we go back to running the ball, please, and win? And they do. But this game was over before that could happen. Yeah. So again, I I don't blame Brock Purdy. I thought Brock Purdy was terrific in the playoffs. I don't know if he's great, but he was terrific. I th- at some point, the head coach has got to come along to the party too and stop like reliving his own mistakes. Yeah. Well, I think I think when it comes to the Brock Purdy injury, I, I have equal blame with. I mean, obviously, if Brock Purdy steps up in the pocket or gets that ball out a little quicker, there's no, you know, he doesn't get injured. But the game plan was also flawed. Like, you have to, you have to allow, you have to overcome those risks, right? You have to think ahead. Okay, yeah, if Brock Purdy gets this out on time, this may happen. But what if he doesn't? What what could happen? Is Tyler Croft going to be able to hold off Hassan Reddick? Right. That has to come into his mind as a coach. 
right? You can't just say, hopefully this works, or I think this will work. You need to go with your strengths. And the Eagles' weakness on defense was a run game and defending the running back out of the backfield in the passing game. That's what he should have been doing, not trying to, hopefully this works. If Brock gets us out on time, this works. If not, he's going to get murdered, and that's what happened. And So ultimately it falls on Kyle too. I predicted that the Eagles would win 20-16. to 16. I thought it was going to be a low-scoring game. I thought both defenses would play well. They did. I mean, the Niners ended up giving 31 points, but they gave up less than three, four yards of carry. They gave up like 120 passing yards. Yeah, they gave up touchdowns, but really their defense was playing well. The Eagles weren't even doing, they weren't even trying to do much. Their biggest play was a catch that really shouldn't have counted if Kyle had challenged it. The Niners defense did well. Kyle's game plan was, we're going to have to score a lot of points to win this game. That was the wrong game plan. He comes out taking shots in the first, second series. No. What you should do is play how you always play against the Rams. Ball control, quick passing, run the ball, you know, win the time of possession, never put your quarterback in a position to get sacked. I mean, you've, we've seen Kyle do it all the time. When he goes against a defense that he respects, a pass rusher that he respects, he never lets that guy wreck the game. But for whatever reason, he wanted to expose Philly. Well, that was the wrong game plan. If you had just been a little bit more conservative on yeah. offense, you wouldn't well, have lost the game on offense, which is what you did. You could have won the game with your defense – because Philly wasn't there to do a damn thing in that game. In retrospect. Yeah. In retrospect. Now, uh, to be fair, a quality control grant told them um, that they needed to win up. I said they needed to put up points. But I don't know why I said that. Because I, then I predicted Philly to win scoring 20. I'm a, I'm a walking contradiction. But it did. I do feel like he was just too aggressive against his team. Well, the first, the first error, in my opinion, was... This Eagles team is one of, if not the best, they might be the best at scoring on their first drive. Thank you. So Thank the you. first, and the I, I want to say that I put that in my live blog. Hey, I think the Niners, if they win the toss, should take the ball because yeah. you don't want to start from behind against this team that starts quick against this with this pass rush. But yeah. Kyle never ever he just does what he does. He just does what he does. Sorry. Get that. Get get the ball first, right? Instead of deferring, choose to receive the ball. Get the ball first. Utilize the hell out of that run game. You Use Christian McCaffrey out of the backfield. Take your time, dinking and dunking upfield. See if they can stop you. See where that's at. Fill it out. And then your play action is actually going to be more effective later on anyways if you go with that route, if you if you want to take shots later on. But that was the strategy to, to beat the Eagles. That's what they should have done. They didn't need to take shots on play action to win this game. Philly no. didn't. What did Philly do in this game on offense? They ran the ball a lot, and they threw some, like, curl routes and slants. I mean, they did, like, safety-first football. They, they were not trying to impress anyone. Nick Sirianni wasn't trying to dazzle Bryant Baldinger. It was just, let's just not turn the ball over. Let's run the ball a lot. Let's win. And it worked. I think that – I mean, look at how, how well Christian McCaffrey played. The Niners could have put him in a position to win the game. First play of the game, throw over the middle of George Kittle. Quick throw, it worked. Dude, keep doing that. Yeah. <laughs> keep yeah. doing so, so many things they did that worked, but the game was over immediately because Kyle had the wrong game plan. So Brandon, I understand. I under I got Brandon in trouble. I totally understand how he feels. You know, mm -hmm. this is a team that he feels like he could have done something to win this game. He wasn't given an opportunity. It's frustrating. I totally get that. Um, but Kyle, man, you got to look in the mirror and understand that you uh, were not the best. Well, you did. No, no, no. You were the best team in the league this year. And you found a way to not win a Super Bowl again, man. Again. So, fortunately, everyone loves you and you're never going to get fired. But I'm my professional opinion 
is that you should win the Super Bowl. I think that should be something that you strive to do. <laughs> should definitely try I, to I do highly that. recommend you do that. Yeah. Joshua Wyatt says, I'm sorry I missed the cone phone. Yeah, what the hell, man? I was expecting you. Still too yeah. angry to not swear on your show. Fair. That is respectful. This was also predictable. In fact, we did predict it, but once again, they got us to buy in by being relevant. Yeah. I, I mean, I predicted the Eagles to win, but um, I just didn't. Th- I thought it was going to be an all-time great game. And the fact that it was over immediately. Again, if, if it felt like it was supposed to be the fight of the century. Mm-hmm. And they're both talking hella crap. And they both, oh, this guy, you know, he's nothing. I'm going to, great, it's going to be great. But then one guy really comes in disrespecting the other and, like, has his hands at his at his waist or something and, like, sticks his chin out, like, do something. And then gets yeah. smacked in the face and knocked out. Like, whoa, we didn't get the fight. What were you doing? That's what that felt like to me. What were you yeah. doing? Yeah. Raise your hands up and fight. What are you doing? I don't know. Strange. Yeah, I mean, I think I texted you, and I know I texted Jesse. Um, I didn't put it on record because I just don't want that drama on my on my Twitter feed or my YouTube channel. But I think I texted you guys. You know, I I, I imagine the 49ers are going to make the playoffs and at some point get knocked out before the Super Bowl, um, just because of everything we've seen with with Kyle Shanahan. And it just seems. But didn't we trend. think it was going to be like you know Brock Purdy's going to throw a couple picks? He's, he's going to be a rookie. Eventually, he's going to play like a rookie. But it didn't happen. He was four for four and got knocked out. It's like, oh, we'll never know. Well, we'll never he did, know. Technically, yeah. he did fumble. He did fumble. He did turn the ball over. Certainly did, man. Yeah. He certainly did. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's kind of funny? In retrospect, he was having the Tom Brady season, right? He was having the Tom Brady season. That happened to Tom Brady, too. But it happened like a millisecond later. And he didn't tear his UCL. And there was that stupid tuck rule. And they won the game. So it's funny how things like that happen. He was almost Tom Brady, but... Not quite. I wonder why. Yeah. Shreddy Murphy says, not that uh, upset at NFC chip loss. Weren't going to beat Chiefs anyway. Niners are, have been deficient at quarterback. Ryan just said it, LOL. After four years, it's on Kyle Shanahan. It's true. And Steve Young essentially said that too. He's like, look, you know, great story. Hell of a season, Brock Purdy. But, okay, now we have to, now we have to determine whether he's good enough to win a Super Bowl. And he yeah. frankly didn't prove that. Yeah. Randy says, Trey starts the season if he excels great and Purdy is back up a potential trade. Or if Trey is a bust, then we know it's Purdy's team to build around. Well, I don't right, know. That, I, don't, I don't know that. I don't know if it's Purdy's team. I don't we're know talk about, about that. What is Brock Purdy going to look like after UCL, UCL recovery? And what is he going to look like in his second year? I don't know. I don't know if whose team it is. It could be neither of them. Zach says, in my opinion, Purdy outperformed Lance in his first few games. Trade him or bench him. Trey was a gamble, and regardless of how many starts, he did start. Um, yeah, um, but they're not going to trade him because I don't think they're going to trade him for a can, lot of reasons. Can we talk about this? Like, Trey, who doesn't know that Trey Lance needs experience to see if he can reach the potential that people think he can? That's what he needs. Like, why are we pretending like we thought Trey Lance was going to come out and just be the guy from the jump? No, who really thought that? Right. The things he lacks more than anything is experience. He has to get experience or we're never going to know what we have in Trey Lance. Also, the Niners just went through four quarterbacks in a season. So they you got to think they need five at this point. They need three on the active roster and two on the practice squad. I mean, they need bodies at this position because of whatever. I mean, they say it's a coincidence, but until they exercise these demons, anywhere you have a sophomore slump from Purdy. Yes. I mean, he's going to have surgery. So. But before we talk about that, I want to talk about Trey Lance. Yeah. I made a video this morning 
very critical of Lance based on one comment he made to The Athletic, and maybe he was taken out of context. So here's what happened. He was basically asked if he's going to work on his throwing motion this offseason, and I think he said no. Um, and I took that to mean he's not going to work on throwing mechanics at all, which to me is like, you know, a, red, a huge red flag, because he has to, just like yeah. Jalen Hurts did. I've, I've broken it down. He has this left front leg lock thing that Hurts had. He fixed it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, upon further review, I think maybe he was just, it was a misunderstanding. Because yeah. Trey Lance has been working on this. He does work with Quincy Avery, who is the guy who fixed this for Jalen Hurts. Quincy Avery is the one, one of the people who identified the issue with Hurts and fixed it. So I, there must have been like a, a misunderstanding here. Because he's so, working with Quincy Avery. He's going to yeah. be there. He knows what he, I mean, he's a hard, I, I, I think he's going to be working on this. I'm fairly certain he's going to be working on this all offseason. Yeah, so I actually saw the interview where that came from. Did you see that interview where they? No, I just saw the little uh, blurb, and I was like, "What is it?" So it was on. The, yeah, it was on the exit interviews, like the day where they're cleaning out their lockers okay. and leaving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know who it was, but somebody said, um, "You know, what are you going to be working on this off season? Do you plan on working on your throwing motion?" And he says, "Oh, uh, okay." And he, and he was like, "Uh, not really. My throwing motion necessarily is not what I'm going to be working on." And he started talking about the things he is going to be working on. So it wasn't like okay. he's just like, "Nah, I'm good." It, it's okay. not like that. That's kind of okay. what people are trying to make it out to be. Okay. That's not what it Because I remember Colin Kaepernick once said, um, I'm not really big into throwing mechanics. And he would talk about how Philip Rivers throws and how everyone yeah. throws different. Like, that's not what I want to hear. I, I, I just want to know that he's doing whatever Quincy Avery tells him to do is all I care about. And it seems yeah. like he's going to. That's yeah. his guy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the thing about Cap, man. He really, I, that comment that you're talking about with Cap said. Right. That's a lot different from what Trey Lance yes. was in, was saying. He was responding to a question: Are you going to throw? Are you going to work on your throwing motion this year? He's all not really my throwing motion. I've been I've been passing. I think my you know my throwing is good right now. And he was talking. Then he started talking about the things he's really going to focus on. And um, I think you know what what Trey Lance needs to focus on more than anything. He just needs obviously when he gets healthy, he just needs to get reps at throwing the ball in all different situations and scenarios. A lot of For sure. know, touch on the short passes, the quick like screen passes. Those are the things he needs to work on more than reps. Motion. Right. He just needs, he needs reps. reps more than anything. Yeah. Yeah. That's but I, I mean I, I do like I do feel that this mechanical thing is something that he can fix. It's an easy fix. It's been an issue, but it was an issue with Jalen Hurts as well. And and when he fixes it, He's gonna be like Jalen Hurts. People are writing this guy off way too soon. I don't really understand why. They act like he's not a good athlete, dude. He runs like a four six or better. That's what freaking Jalen Hurts runs. Like, just relax. It's been very much on Kyle. Kyle has to figure out how to use him. He's different than RG three and Jimmy Garoppolo, but he's very similar to Jalen Hurts. If you put Trey Lance on the Eagles, he'd be doing well. You know what I'm saying? I think he's probably was the right pick. Mac Jones is terrible. You can't. He's he's. I don't like Mac Jones at all. He got worse. He's not an athlete, and he's not a leader. Justin Fields is a great athlete, but as a passer, I think he's he just plays hero ball. He runs around, runs into sacks, throws picks. Uh, I like Trey Lance. I think he has the right idea. He's a really good athlete. He's just they, – they put him behind the eight ball for a couple of years, but he's still younger than Brock Purdy, and now he's got a real opportunity, again, to show his improvement. And if he yeah. comes into camp this year, the same guy he was last year – that's rough because he's running out of time on his rookie deal. But if he's improved, like Jalen Hurts did from year two to year three, I mean, Brock Purdy's in trouble because Brock Purdy can't reach that gear. He can't reach that mile per hour. You know what I'm saying? So this is yeah. an interesting an interesting crossroads in Trey yeah. Lance's career right now. 
Yeah, and you know, the only thing that I, that, you know, he's been injured for a long time. So, yeah. What Trey Lance needs, I mean, Trey Lance's ceiling is higher than a lot Anyone's. of quarterbacks. Anyone's. Yeah. I mean, yeah. His ceiling is just crazy. He just needs yeah. rep and he needs to stay healthy. If he can stay healthy and he can get reps and experience, I really don't see what would stop him from being a good quarterback. I don't see it. Right. Well, it, unfortunately, it just, the Niners' mentality is that he needs to keep it. What did he say? He needs to prove that he can stay healthy. Prove. That he sucks. Healthy. sucks. Instead of we, they need to prove that they can keep a quarterback healthy. Right. Because they don't think that they're any worse at it than, than other teams. But I don't see another yeah. team that went through four in a year. It, four it in 20 just games. Just the fact that he's saying that, oh, man, I don't even know if I want to go down this route because it's so frustrating for me. But. You're comparing Trey Lance's durability with Brock Purdy's when they're playing two different positions, essentially. Yeah. Like they're not even yeah. they're not even playing the same position. Like, yeah. If you use Trey Lance or you, you use Jimmy Garoppolo and, and Brock Purdy the same way you use Trey Lance, they're probably going to have durability issues as well. Yeah. I would imagine, right? Also, so, Brock got hurt twice in eight games. He injured his he oblique and his and his rib, and then he injured his elbow. And the Niners blamed him for getting sacked. Right? He should have stepped up. So. Right. Well, what do we talk? I mean, it's on. It's a pattern, man. They can't keep a, the longest they've kept. A, they've kept a quarterback healthy is twenty games on this yeah, team. Well, Brock Purdy and, and Jimmy Garoppolo both got injured, and none of them ran thirteen times per game. So it's absolutely ridiculous to think that Brock Purdy is or Jimmy Garoppolo is more durable than Trey Lance when you're not using them the same at all. It's absolutely ridiculous, and to throw them under the bus the way that John Lynch did really pissed me off like because i really like john lynch i think he's a smart guy i think he's a nice guy but those statements really like john you're better than this it, yeah. and not only you know not only should you not think that or is it not true but come on man you worked in the media you're a hall of famer you know not to say stupid things like that yep. it was it was really weird not a character for john lynch to say it the way he did it was funny to me is the niners have such a tough time keeping their their quarterbacks healthy and then Kyle Shanahan says that really snarky thing, the last thing at his press conference is, well, we could just ha hand off every time. Like, that's literally what you did in the one NFC Championship game that you won here. You handed off every time except for eight. And that's mm -hmm. the one year. The one year that they really committed to running the ball was the year that their quarterback didn't get hurt and they won the NFC Championship game. And they probably would have won the Super Bowl, too, if they hadn't given up on the running game at the very end. I don't know why Kyle Shanahan wants to pass so much. But when they run, it seems like good things happen. There's so, all their personnel is built to run. But Kyle, I don't know what it is. He just gets excited about throwing. Maybe it's his inner wide receiver. But you know, Kyle, yeah, maybe you should hand off more, dude. Yeah. Bro, <laughs> he should run until it's evident that they can't. In every game, I mean, this yes. team is built around it. The that's how. That's your identity. And when they got in McCaffrey, all of a sudden he became this pass happy dude. And mid playoffs, use checks like, "Hey man, can we run, please, please?" Yeah. Also with Trey, you don't have to have him carry the ball. Just him handing off helps the offense. And I feel yeah. like there was way too much Trey running early in the early in the season when he was only averaging four yards a carry, and it felt like everyone else was averaging six or seven. Like let him be a decoy. Until yeah. teams adjust. And then when they overcompensate to stop who he's handing off to, he'll gash them. I feel like Eagles don't press the issue with Jalen Hurts. But when you're pouring all your resources into stopping everyone else, oh, there he goes. Yeah. You know, with a, with a lead blocker, I mean, yeah. uh, mind you. With Trey Lance, he was always running 
naked, I want to say. Anyway, and yeah. like to, to, to like to start the game. It's like, nah, man. You, he doesn't yeah. need to set the tone between the tackles in the first yeah. quarter. You know, this is stuff you do like later in the game to get a crucial first down, a crucial touchdown. This is it's a, it's a high risk play, so it has to be for high reward too. You don't do it on second and nine. <laughs> It's, it's absolutely you know? ridiculous, man. Yeah, and I, understand, I understand the benefits of eleven on eleven football, but just yep. having him out there is a threat of that. And then handing off—that's still eleven on eleven. It's still eleven. Yes, and then you, you have got, to honor him. So now you got CMC, Elijah Mitchell, Jordan Mason, Debo Samuel, freaking Ray Ray Juice, and Trey Lance. Out of all those guys, he might be better than Juice at running. The rest of those guys. And what's great is all eyes are on Trey. So you yeah. can have this gadget offense where, oh, who has the ball? Oh, it's a double reverse. Oh, it's a zone read. It's an RPO. All eyes are on Trey. Yeah. And so that makes every single guy better. We saw it. What were, what were the Niners averaging in yards per carry and yards per play when they were struggling with Trey Lance at quarterback this year? I bet it was freaking high. They just weren't finishing in the red zone because they didn't, as a team, didn't start to finish in the red zone until like week 11. So, I mean, that's, that's a whole, I mean, it's guys everyone. So, so I, anyway. Let me ask you this, man. Another yeah. here's, another, here's another point to it. The 49ers are known for running the ball, right? So teams, what do they do? They stack the, they stack the box, mm-hmm. try to stop the run. Mm-hmm. What can Trey do that none of these other quarterbacks on the 49ers Put the ball over the top. Put the ball over the top. And that's how you the spread the, the defense, right? So that's the threat that they need to utilize with Trey Lance over him running the ball when he's probably the fifth best runner on the team. Yeah, and how many deep shots did they take? That everyone remembers. Oh, we missed the one to Tyler Croft on the first throw on the first uh, drive of the season. First of all, it was Tyler Croft. Oh my God, it's crazy how the season started and ended with, started and ended with Tyler Croft. But yeah. he also hit Ray Ray. He hit Juwan Jennings. He has some you nice throws. He, he got hurt immediately. He, uh, so um, anyway, we're gonna talk more about Trey Lance. Trey yeah. Lance, I, I was a little, I was like, you better do this right, Trey. I think he is. Sorry, I think it was a misunderstanding, Trey. Don't hate me. Um, I think he's the fact that he's working with Quincy Avery was a tip off. Like, how is Quincy gonna let Jalen do the right thing and Trey do the wrong thing? And is Trey really the kind of guy who's like, uh, a Jalen or uh, Quincy? I got it. Yeah. I think I know what I'm doing. I don't think so. And it was, I don't it think was so. the throwing motion of his arm. Not right. He, he said he's not working that's, on his throwing motion. That's not, not what he needs to do. On his footwork or his right, because he's sensitive about that, that he has to tighten yeah. his throwing motion or make. No, that's not what it. What his, his thing is, uh, it was with Jalen, it's, it's, it's the synchronization of your upper body and your lower body. And if you throw yourself, you know that there is a uh, process with your lower body. You go bent left, bent back knee to bent front knee to straight front knee. When you decelerate, decelerating is where you get hurt. And it's the most violent part of the, of the uh, motion. Decelerate your arm, decelerate your lower body, you straighten your, your leg. And at least when I was a kid, I had terrible throwing mechanics because I was always hurt. And what you try to do is, I think sometimes you straighten your lower leg, your, your front leg, if you're trying to slow down your arm because you're anticipating pain. He had arm fatigue. I don't know what it was. If that's all in the, in the past, he should be able to throw free and easy. It's something that he could be uh, that can be pointed out on film and he can fix rather easily just with reps. I so I think it, it's okay. Yeah. I think most of it boils down to footwork more than anything. And that's not considered throwing motion. That's, you know, mechanics, footwork, that, you know. So he's going to be yeah, working Yeah, I would call it mechanics. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. As a baseball player, it all goes together. I mean – Throwing, yeah. hitting, it all starts with your lower body anyway. Right. But yeah, I think he just gets that in sync. He'll be fine. And once yeah. he starts, once he gets that in sync, all of a sudden it's going to be like, oh my God, he's completing 67% of his passes. How did he do it? Like, yeah, that one thing. That one yeah, thing. I mean, yeah. If the 49er fans and his teammates and the coach can be patient and use him the right way, I don't see why he can't be 
God, I mean, he has so much damn potential, man. He just needs reps. That's you just, you just give need. a guy like, again, to me, he's Jalen Hurts in terms of raw athletic ability. He didn't have as much rep. He didn't go to Alabama and Oklahoma, but just in terms of the athlete, he's yeah. a lot like Jalen Hurts. If you put him in the right situation with the right scheme and let him play and keep him healthy, after Guys a while, it seems inevitable. He's going to be yeah. one of the, he is already one of the best athletes on the field. He just has to get his feet underneath him, and the Niners have never given a chance yeah. to get his feet underneath him. That's all yeah. it is, man. But Lord what's Jesus. interesting about this season is they may not have a choice. We'll right. talk about that in a minute. Uh, Aru Luster says, since Kyle won't be replaced, Lynch or Jed should hire an older, wiser assistant head coach to help Kyle manage the game so he can focus on the plays. You really think that you could hire an underling that, was, that, that Kyle would say, okay. Like, I've only, I, when he was in Atlanta, he, was, he had to listen to Dan Quinn to an extent. In Washington, it was his dad. I don't think his dad was telling him what to do. You know, and, and in Houston, he had to listen to Gary Kubiak. He was 27. Now, I, there's no one he has. To, it feels like everyone in the organization tiptoes around him and his ego. He's the great. Yeah. Everyone said he's the greatest coach, the greatest play caller. It's like, man, do you contractually have? Is it in your contract that you have to say that publicly once a week? A week? Yeah, man, he controls everything. And it's, uh, that's one of the, to me, that's one of the, uh, we talked about yesterday on my show, what's good about Kyle Shannon, things he does great and things he does bad. And, one of the things to me that he does bad is he doesn't delegate responsibility. Like, you know, as I, I've been a manager at several different companies and industries. And one of the things I learned when I was learning to be a manager was hire the right people and then right. give them the freedom to do what they do. Right. And I think that's one of the things I, I would like to see Kyle Shannon do more. But in, in no way is he getting a, somebody to can come in and control him. Here's what I'd like to see Kyle Shanahan do more as well. He... The coach was talking about this on our show. He straddles the line between offensive coordinator and um, head coach. And there's a big difference. Football is a war game. It's not war. But it's, you know, they're playing at it. The head coaches are kind of like generals. And the players are kind of like soldiers. And it's all that kind of mentality. And in, in war, the generals are people who want to, not only want to take responsibility, but are trained to. Something goes wrong, it was my fault. I'm responsible. I wasn't out there, but it, I, I trained the guy. I gave the order. It's on me. And it's people who take responsibility for a living on the most serious things yeah. in, you know, it, in combat. So, Kyle, the fact that he never wants to take responsibility, it's like what you're saying is you don't really want to be the general. You don't really have that head coach leadership mentality because leaders, it's, it's hey, man, blame me. And you see a lot of coaches do that, whether they're being ingen, uh, genuine or not. Yeah. Blame me. I'm the head coach. And I'm gonna I'm gonna take the heat off my guys, and then privately, I'll talk to them and and I'll, I'll tell them what what really is going on. But publicly, put it on me. That's what you know a real leader is supposed to do. They're, they're supposed to embrace responsibility, not deflect. Embrace I mean, responsibility. And Kyle, never in his life, it's time. If you want to be a good leader, that's an absolute must. There's no question. Got to embrace it. it. Yeah. yeah, especially publicly. That's how you do it. Monsa, who called in to the cone, uh, cone zone, the cone phone, did a great job. Increase acceleration, agility, waist down mechanics so he can run outside zone, read instead of inside. Hey, fellas, enjoying the show. I feel like a big reason he hasn't been able to get to the edge is when they do run the zone read, teams are waiting for him to keep the ball, which yeah. is like, man, keep handing it off until they over, until they adjust. Keep handing it off. He yeah. handed it off to Debo. It was like 50-yard run. I mean, it was working. Yeah. Yes. I mean, yeah. I, I watched Jalen Hurts. What he does is hand the ball off a lot. That's what he does. Yeah. And then he keeps it when you least expect it. 
you know, I think a lot of that in the option, they need to just let not make it look like an option, but it's not really an option, right? Make it no, look like an option. It's op- a straight up give. It's a give, right? You don't don't yeah. tell Trey. Yeah, I don't want you. Don't, I don't read want a you, damn thing. Don't read it. Hand this off. Right? Hand it over off. Because over frankly, over he needs to. He needs reps reading this. He didn't do the zone read in college. This is all new to him. Yeah. What, what watch you wearing? Says David, sir. It's a Tiso. Karan from the cone phone got it for me. Generous. Wow. Karan. Yeah. Uh, glass half full guy says, seems to me uh, as a fan, Kyle gets arrogant and lacks the ability to self-reflect and self-analyze. That's just me, though. That's exactly how I feel about him. And if he wants to prove us wrong, he has another opportunity this year. Preston Reynolds says, commented about an hour ago, uh, the same thing on your vid covering this grant. Glad people are starting to give Trey some benefit. I think he just needed needs consistency in his throwing motion. Yeah. And once you get it, I mean, then you got Jalen Hurts. Now you got an MVP candidate. Yeah. Corey Soto says, I'm, I'm sorry for Purdy, I really am, but I didn't see the the dude. If the Niners want Allen, an Allen, a Herbert, their best odds lie on Lance, go rewatch the games he played. He showed a lot more than people want to admit or remember. Um, yeah, that's why they, that's the whole reason that they gave up so much for Lance is that they felt you need someone with that level of talent. And it doesn't mean that he'll put it all together or they'll get it out of him. But that's why, that was the logic behind it. So that yeah. to, to all of a sudden pivot and be like, actually, we can get by with Brock Purdy. Like, you're contradicting yourself again. And the fact of the matter is Trey Lance is about four or five months younger than Brock Purdy. So there's still a lot of potential there. It is way too young to say. I love when people are like, you know, I've seen his four games. And it's just, this is it. That He's just not, it's just not, it's, just, it's like, dude, 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 dude. Four games. Four, you can't judge any athlete on four games ever in any sport ever. Right. Yeah. All right. All right, let's talk about it. How will this 49ers quarterback situation play out between Brock Purdy and Trey Lance this year, in your opinion? Ooh. Well, what I hope happens, and here's what I hope happens. I hope Trey Lance comes out and they're able to win while he's gaining experience. You know, I don't need him to come out and be amazing. But I need him to play well enough so where the 49ers are winning. And I need the rest of the team to play well enough to the 49ers to win. I need Kyle Shanahan to be on his game and utilizing Trey Lance in a degree that allows him to win. Now, he doesn't need to play perfect. You know, he's going to take – have his lumps and bruises along the way. But as long as they're winning, and Trey Lance is the starting quarterback, as long as they're winning games, I think he's going to be able to stay in there and he's going to get the experience that he desperately needs. Now, if they start losing, what's going to happen is people are going to be calling for Trey Lance. His team's going to abandon him. Um, the fans are going to compare him to what Brock Purdy was doing. And so that's my fear. If he doesn't stay healthy, Brock Purdy's going to step back in. And who knows what we'll see from Brock Purdy if that happens. So I'm a little nervous about the 49ers traditionally start slow. That's and interesting. Trey Lance, if the Trey Lance is a quarterback and they start slow again, and they're losing games, are the are his teammates, are the fans going to have that patience to allow You him? already know the answer to that question. You know the answer to that question. But look at yeah. it this way. Look at it this way. Let's say Brock Purdy gets the repair and not the reconstruction. Let's say he's back for training camp after Trey Lance had OTAs and minicamp. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, we heard what that anonymous player said. We know the, the, the vets run this team and not Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan's an offensive coordinator, straight up. Yeah. The vets run this team. They said who they're, who's going the quarterback's going to be. It's going to be Brock. But you just pointed out this team starts slow. What if 
Because we only saw Brock, what, post-week 13 when the team was clicking already. I mean, Jimmy was playing great, frankly, the best of his career, not turning the ball over and stuff. What if Brock has is not – not that he struggles, but he is playing while the offense struggles and doesn't look so good. Maybe he's throwing picks. Maybe he gets knocked around a little bit, and Trey Lance has to be the guy who replaces him. All of a sudden, you look at Trey Lance a whole different way. Maybe he – gets his opportunity later in the season like Brock did last year. Maybe it all evens out. Well, what I've been saying for a while now, the best thing for Trey Lance is honestly Brock Purdy starts the season. But I That's what I'm saying. And that might be what happens. Not Nothing be. against Brock, but Brock could rush back because the team is so nervous about what's going to happen with Trey that they'd rather have you know Brock with 75% of his arm strength and he goes out there and – it looks kind of like last year early in the season, and he struggles. And, you know, who knows? Maybe Trey Lance is the savior. Yeah, that, that, that's the role that to me is going to benefit Trey Lance the more because we all know that quarterbacks on this team don't last full seasons. It's, it's just not going to happen, right? So One time in six years. One time. One time in six years. So the likelihood of, of either Brock Purdy or Trey Lance being able to – It's like 17%? What is the number? 16%? 15 I don't know. Well, it's 80 – yeah, 17. 17% of the time. 49ers under Kyle Shanahan had a quarterback play in the entire season. Yeah. Which not, not very good odds. And that so, wasn't a 17 game year. 16 games. Yeah. So, right. There was a 16 game year and they had a freaking bye week. Was yeah. that back when there were Yeah, so I don't know, yeah. man. They I they need two starting quarterbacks from this they basically have to approach it like they need two starting quarterbacks and three backups. <laughs> Whoever's the backup quarterback for the 49ers this coming year has an advantage. Yeah. I know that sounds weird, but they have the advantage because if it's Brock and Brock struggles and often struggles and Trey Lance in comes to be a savior, great. If it's Trey Lance and he struggles, everyone's going to be calling for Brock. We need Brock again. Bring Brock back. It's honestly like almost I don't want to start <laughs> coaching. Let me be the backup, you know. Well, what we're saying is how this situation is going to play out is whoever wins the job, whoever starts as the quarterback, man, that's just the beginning. It could go yeah. back and forth three or four times. It could change hands not just because Kyle Shanahan can't keep a quarterback healthy for more than eight or nine games at a time, but because the entire offense seems to take time to get it going, to find their uh, identity. And also, remember, what is their offense going to be? Last year, they tried to go all in with Trey Lance and then had to switch back to the old offense. Now, is Trey Lance going to be – is that out? Is Trey Lance going to be trying to learn the Brock Purdy offense? Are there going to be two offenses? Like, what are they going to do? Is there going to be a quarterback competition if they're both healthy? Is that going to set back the offense? All this this stuff, like, are they going to start fast this year? I don't know. It'll be interesting. Yeah, man, that's the thing. We don't know. It's going to be – it's definitely going to be interesting. I mean, I think based on the fact that Trey Lance is going to be there for OTAs and a majority of the training camp that he's going to end up being the starter. And we still don't know what Brock Purdy is doing. We haven't heard when he's going to be back at this at this rate. Best case scenario, it's early August when he comes back, right? Best case scenario. Um, you know, yeah, yeah. Oh, real quick, he hasn't even had the surgery yet. He has, has had no surgery yet. They're still waiting for like the swelling to go down. So no matter what he decides, it hasn't even started. Yeah, best case scenario is early is August, mid August. Yeah. That's the best yeah. case scenario. So I don't yeah. think at that point Trey Lance being the the guy through OTAs and training camp. I can't see Brock Purdy just just getting the reins. I think Trey Lance is going to be the starter for week one for the 49ers. Um, 
but again, you know, that comes with a lot of pressure. He, he's going to have to play his ass off in order to maintain that that position. He, he's going to have to overcome a lot. Now, can he do it? Maybe. Um, we'll see. And it's interesting, like, how are they going to structure the offense for Trey? Are they going to go back to what they were trying to do? Like, I don't know that you just necessarily want to throw out the zone read and make Trey do the offense that Brock does. Like, I like the way Philly uses Jalen Hurts. They definitely leverage his running ability every snap. Doesn't mean he runs every snap, but they they leverage it a lot. He's in the shotgun a lot. They run the zone read a lot. Um, how I think Kyle looks at Philly and says, I want to do that too. But he just didn't do it as well as Sirianni and Shane Steichen. So now you got another year to figure it out. How to get your quarterback, uh, how do you do this 11-on-11 football without getting your quarterback hurt? Because, frankly, most teams can't figure that out. It's the $100 million question. Philly does a pretty good job, and even them. Hurts got hurt for a couple of games this season, so I don't know. Let's see. We'll find out Sunday if this changes, but how many teams that run a read option have won a Super Bowl? Zero. I don't like it, Grant. I don't. I don't. I mean, I understand the benefit of it, but I think Trey Lance, if you just allow him to play quarterback and use his legs to scramble and create off script stuff, that's what his strength is. I want to see him, not that he's Patrick Mahomes, but I want to see him have the Patrick Mahomes offense. That's what I want to see. It's fair. But I, what I think what's so intriguing about Philly is that they're this close to showing you can do it. They're this close. Yeah. They do a great job of balancing running and passing with the quarterback, keeping him healthy, when to do it. Now, I know he got hurt that once, but he, he's back. And if they can do it, all of it – because everyone understands the benefit of 11-on-11 of 11 11 football. It's just – it's the NFL. Is you can't get your quarterback hurt. And, and, you know, you don't want to be Baltimore. You don't want to be what the Niners were trying to do last year. It's It seems like – you don't want to run your quarterback up the middle on second and nine. But if Philly can show a teams a way to do it in the NFL – that's a game changer. So I'm not rooting for Philly to win the, NFL, the Super Bowl. I don't give a damn. But there is a lot at stake here. And uh, you know, they, did, they, they did win with the RPO and Nick Foles, but this is like the next iteration. But it's similar. Can I ask you, who do you think is going to win? I don't know yet. I don't know yet. I got I Kansas City. I got the Chiefs okay. winning. Just because of, like, I've looked the last few years, 4,000 yards passing, 40-plus touchdowns. Those are the teams that have been winning. That's that's Patrick Mahomes. And they got the best quarterback in the NFL with Patrick Mahomes. They got Andy Reid, who's arguably top two. And they got the best tight end. You know, they got Chris Jones. I I think Philly overall has a better roster. But I think I think uh, Kansas City is going to pull it off based on the trends of the last few years. But we'll see. Could be. Shreddy Murphy says, Kyle Shannon cannot keep Trey Lance healthy for a full season. Not going to lie. I'm sensing a collapse next year. Similar to Philly game only earlier. Imagine Purdy out for 12 uh, months and no other quarterbacks. Well, we got yeah, Nate man. Sudfeld, bro. We're going to get Nate Sudfeld. Know. All is good. Nate Sudfeld is coming. All I know is I feel like when you go to three NFC championship games and you don't win any, it's exhausting physically and emotionally. You know what I mean? It's like you just did a 20-game season again, and the come it's so draining and frustrating like, how many times can you keep climbing up to the mountaintop before you have one of these seasons where it's just, like, you saw, remember the hardball year? They did it three times, and that, that fourth year just was not the same. They were eight and eight yeah. that year. They they were seven and five at one point, and I think they, seven and four, they fell apart. Um, 
can the Niners do it again, or is this going to be the year that they're just like, man, we missed our opportunity? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. You know what I'm talking about, though. Yeah. yeah. That happens. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually, teams just get tired of climbing to the mountaintop and getting close and not making it. It's like, how many times can I do this? It's exhausting. Mm -hmm. It's 20 freaking games plus the preseason. Yeah. (sighs) You know, it takes a toll. It's like – Sorry. You saw Trent Williams, ready. Like, I don't even know if, you know, he was just feeling that exhaustion. That's why he briefly was talking about, I don't know if I'm coming back. You know, he really, he was coming back the whole time. I, I, I knew it. I think he's definitely coming yeah. back. I think he said he's coming back, but that exhaustion came out in those words yeah. when he was asked about it. Yeah. I mean, think about these guys. They've played an extra nine games in their playoff. I mean, the last four years. In the last two yeah. years, they played an extra six games. Mm-hmm. It's just exhausting. Must be tough. Glass half full guy says, I agree with you, Ryan, on John Lynch comments about Lance needed to stay healthy. Seemed unnecessary. I was so surprised that he said that. I was like, yeah. not you, John. You're better than that, John. Poopy pants says, inaccurate, injury prone with arm fatigue and male pattern baldness at 22 years old. This guy will save us like Trump saved the USA. I, the, the, the phenomenon of people who are this um, viscerally against Trey Lance is one of the more interesting sports phenomenon I've ever seen. Kendrick Wheeler says, I want to see Trey Lance play like Josh Allen in a, in a way, big body that is a big arm and is a threat in the red zone. Trey's not as big as Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen, you got we can't compare people to him. I've never seen anyone physically like him. He throws like John Elway. He runs like Cam Newton. He's one of one. Trey is not him. Yeah, He's a bigger Jalen Hurts to me. Yeah, that, that makes more sense opinion. to me. Kevin, what's up, Kevin? In his Texans intro press conference, D'Amico said, I'll never throw my players under the bus. I'm telling you, I think a lot of people who work with Kyle respect Kyle, but also look at Kyle and say, I can do this a little bit differently. I mean, McDaniel was so different than Kyle. I'm going to be the positive version of Kyle. Yeah. What did he say? What did D'Amico say in um, Colorado Springs? Energy vampires? Can't be yeah. an energy vampire. That is that is Kyle Shanahan to yeah. a T. Yeah. So with you on that. Uh, smart guy, though. Let's talk about... All right, hold on. Next one. It's okay to be likable, Kyle. Yeah. Um, I put these questions out on Twitter poll, and I got some interesting results. I asked, who has a brighter future, Trey Lance or Brock Purdy? Put this out on my Twitter, and about 55% of the people who answered said Trey, which I thought was very interesting. Who would you say? Uh, I mean... If we're basing it off potential and ceiling, it's Trey, no question. Um, I mean, I think that's what that question basically alludes to is who has the most potential. I think that's what that would mean. Um, That's how I would look at it. And so when we're talking about who has the most potential, it's Trey Lance by a mile and a half. It's not even close. Um, So, you know, whether or not they, you know, if Brock Purdy is able to reach 100% of the potential, which I think he's closer to that than Trey is right i think if i'm guessing brock purdy is about 80 85 of his potential right now maybe even higher and maybe that still has come down since that ucl injury we don't know all right um, i think trey lance is still at like 60 percent of his potential but the potential levels are you know brock purdy's here and, and trey lance's potential is way up here so if both those guys can reach their potential i think it's trey lance no question now that i mean here is the question though actually that after i said no question it really boils down to can he stay um, healthy in the scheme that Kyle Shanahan wants to run him under. Well, neither quarterback has a bright future if Kyle Shanahan keeps getting all of his quarterbacks hurt. So that's out of their control, in my opinion. But to me, I was all, I was 
I was kind of sold on Brock for a minute. You know I was. I really liked, I mean, despite his small stature, I was looking at him being like, man, is there really that big of a difference between him and, like, freaking Bryce Young, who's 5'11 and going to be the number two pick in the draft? Like, get get over the size for a second. Look at how he moves. Look at the plays he makes. I mean, he's damn good. But then then they messed up his elbow. And -hmm. now I got to wonder, like, what is his future? What is he going to be like? when he rushes back from this injury as fast as possible to hold on to his job and make his bosses happy. I don't know. And if he loses arm strength, I'm really concerned about his future. That I'm wondering, like, was the best of him last year? Uh, Is he going to be like Jimmy Garoppolo, who, you know, after the torn ACL was never, ever the same? I I, I wonder, but Trey's younger than him, more athletic than him, and hasn't really been given a shot on a team that was clicking for more than a week. I mean, what would Trey Lancer look like if he got to start the week after the Houston game and just keep going? He yeah. Really good. He hit his stride. Yeah. The offense was great. He could have, but instead they went back to Jim uh, Garoppolo, James Richard, who was hurt, and they won in spite of him for a few weeks and then lost. I don't know. I mean, what would he look like if he didn't get injured and would just continue to play and get better week in, week out? I mean, the thing about Brock Purdy is he never really had the greatest arm strength, you know. Um, but coming right. off a of UCLA injury, a lot of people are um, fans are what I think they're just hoping for. You know, they're saying, oh, he could come back with a stronger arm and, or he's not going to lose. Well, anybody. if he has the Tommy John, that, that can happen. But that's it's, a 12 to 18 month recovery. It's possible. But yeah, but if you're talking about an injury to his throwing arm on a guy that's not known for his arm strength. If, yep. if it makes yep. you confident that he's going to come back better after that, I, I just don't see how that can scare anyone confident. Isn't it messed up that the one guy with, with you know who really needed arm strength messed up his elbow and the one guy who really needed mobility messed up his ankle? It's like, great. Yeah. <laughs> that, right. Great. Yeah, huh? Well, the tray will be the same, uh, have the same mobility that he had before. I think it's going to take, I think he will, but I think it's going to take a year or two before his. We don't know. 100%. I mean, look at Dak. Yeah. Now, I know his injury wasn't as bad as Dak's, but Dak is freaking slow now. Yeah. We didn't used to be. Now it's like, I mean, he took off for the end zone against the Niners. I thought he had it. And he got tackled like the four yard. And I was like, what? Used to, but now I can't move. I hope that's not Trey. Well, I can speak from experience. I have a pin in my right ankle right now. Um, and so I can tell you from experience, you know, I'm not an elite athlete. I never was the fastest dude in the world, but <laughs> not, I know you can't believe it. Um, but uh, it took me a while before it felt normal. Like it took me a while. Like even though, I, you know, I was coming back, playing basketball, doing whatever, um, and I was 100% healthy, it didn't really feel normal for a year or so. And so I could see that being a possibility. Uh, for Trey Lance, and I think that's another reason not to use him the way that Kyle Shanahan wanted to use him, you know. So, and, and when we're speaking about Brock Purdy as well, um, we're talking about brighter future. One thing that was also a concern is how many times did you see Brock Purdy step up in the pocket? We saw it sometimes. I saw it on the, in the in the red zone on that touchdown pass to Kittle on the left, but oh, okay, much yeah. more often he he actually stepped back and and spun out of the pocket. And we talked about that being you know. Why do you That's think, a time bomb, pretty much. You why, can't why do, do you that. Think, why do you think he doesn't step up in the pocket? He's small. Because he's small. Yeah. He's that, small. That, why, Kyler doesn't step up in the pocket. He, he backs out. Russell Wilson doesn't step in the pocket. He backs out. I mean, he's small. You want a guy to step up in the pocket? Trey Lance. He does that. Limitation. That's a limitation. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which is why, which is why, Kyle, Kyle, 
Kyle. I wouldn't call a straight seven-step drop-back play action against that, that pass rush. Get him on the move. Get him out of the pocket. Create What he wants, what he does or did was create space for himself really well. And, and it's like, oh, my God, he's clear throwing lanes. He's out of the pocket. Oh, well, look at it. Kyle, you could do that for him too. But if you just drop him straight back, nah, man, then you need then you need Trey. That's what Trey's for. Straight up. It's not a strength. It's not a strength. Yeah, no. I mean, I can't knock Brock for being small. That's what he is. Everyone knows that. So work with him. Yeah. You did yeah. for a while until you wanted to prove a point against Philly. Yeah, you proved a point. <laughs> Glass half full guy says, Grant, please tell me McGlinchey isn't coming back, right? I can't tell you that. He's coming I just back. feel there's better options out there. Well, there are. But I can't tell you that. <laughs> I feel like he's coming back, man. I really do. I feel like the Niners' best um, – uh, hope is that one of the, Kyle's disciples wants to Special. steal him and yeah. pays him more than the Niners can pay. Like, that's your best hope. But then if you do that, are they even going to upgrade? Counterpoint, how could you downgrade? <laughs> Tom mean, Compton was better. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think he's coming back. I don't. I think Mike McGlinchey, to me, strikes me as a guy who doesn't want to who lacks – he's a nice guy. I think he lacks a little bit in confidence, and he's going to be much more comfortable coming back to a situation he's familiar with. So I think he's going to give a hometown discount to come back to the 49ers. I think the 49ers value him higher than 49er fans do. I think Mike McGlinchey's coming back. D'Amico, you should take him to Houston, man. He's a great player. You and McGlinchey together in Houston. 2.0 says Hurts had way more experience versus better talent coming in the NFL than Trey. That is true. Plus three years in the NFL. So if Hurts wins maybe in five years, Trey can too. All right. Well, you're betting against him. Also, you know, Hurts didn't have this team that Trey has. So the Niners could theoretically speed up the production. SF had no help at quarterback versus GB in the 19th title game. I'm just saying, I made that point earlier today. Kyle, maybe we should hand it off every time. That's literally what you did to win the NFC Championship game the one time you won it here. What yeah. are we doing about C and right tackle? Uh, yeah, I agree with that last part. Um, are they going to run it? Can they afford to bring back Brendel? It's possible that McGlinchey and uh, Brendel leave, and the replacements will be guys who were rookies last year, this year, I last think, year. I think we'll get one of those guys, and I think it's I think Brendel leaves. That's my guess. McGlinchey comes back. <laughs> I'd rather have Brendel. Uh, Abu Marco twenty three says, "Did you guys check out the fiftieth anniversary of hip hop performance at the Grammys last night? Pretty epic collaboration." No, I never watched the Grammys. It was actually good this year. I never watched the Grammys. I heard it was good. I, I heard Too Short perform, but I don't. I don't what? Watch yeah, they had two. The Grammys invited Too Short. That's what I heard. Did he say his favorite word? Did he say his favorite word for the all, all the people at the Grammys? <laughs> What's his favorite word? No. Yeah, I yeah. Know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's I, so funny. I, I don't watch award shows. I think I think celebrities get enough uh, celebration. Yeah, the show is is nothing. There's nothing happens in the show. Every it's a year they get like eight award shows every year. Watch speeches? Like I don't want to watch speeches. Yeah. Matt says no team has drafted a quarterback in the top ten and gave him four starts to prove themselves. Jamarcus Russell got twenty five. Zach Wilson currently has twenty two. Yeah, it's fair. I mean, if you want to be you know gross negligence right here, but again, I think whether they want to give Trey Lance an opportunity, he's going to get it because they can't keep any quarterback healthy. Sorry, I'm going to keep saying it until you prove me wrong, Kyle. I will. Corey Soto says, we didn't know who Purdy was going to be next year, regardless of the surgery. One can argue Nick Foles had a better season than uh, that one year he looked like it. True. Yeah. True. True. All right. Let's get off the quarterback. Right. Another uh, hypothetical. I put this one on Twitter. Who will have a brighter future? No, no, not who will have. Who does have a brighter future? Debo Samuel or Brandon Ayuk? 
before you answer, the people overwhelmingly on Twitter picked, can you guess? Brandon Ayuk? They did, which is strange. I mean, not strange, but it's amazing how things can change in a year. They wouldn't have picked Ayuk last year. No, no. No. Brighter future. So there's a lot that goes into this question. I don't look at Debo Samuel like a wide receiver. I know that sounds crazy. I don't really look at him like that. He's a he's kind of yeah. a gadget gadget player. He's like I feel like wide. he's become less and less of a wide receiver as his career's gone on. Like yes. his route tree is what, but his he still makes an impact. He he's a weapon. He's probably one of the yeah. best weapons in the NFL. Top three, I would say, as far when as when he's healthy. Yeah, when he's healthy. Yeah, he's a weapon, man. But Brandon Ayuk is a a true wide receiver. He's one of the only true wide receivers 49ers have, um, in my opinion. And as far as like who has a brighter future in this league, I mean, look at Ayuk's history of uh, consistency and stability and being on the field. He hasn't missed a game. Um, what Debo does is is a, it's more dangerous, right? Yeah. It's like Karen, it's a perfect example. It's like comparing what Tom Brady does to what freaking Trey Lance has to do at the quarterback yeah. position, right? So Debo, he's he's basically a he runs very short routes. He's a running back, uh, damn near half the time, right? Him and Christian McCaffrey basically have the same role, just different titles, and they just do it differently. You know, Christian McCaffrey's elusive. Debo's more of a I'm going to run you over type of dude. Um, so I, I feel like the way they're utilized, it's definitely built for Brandon Ayuk to have a longer, more successful career. Yeah. Also, I just trust Brandon's preparation more than Debo's. Like, Debo, to me, always, except for 2019. 2019, he was in great shape. But he also had a reason to be in great shape. He was on the mission for the bag, and he got it. But now, I feel like he looks five pounds overweight, which is fine. I'm not fat-shaming him or anything. He just, he doesn't look optimum Debo. Optimum Debo was a... Look like a Hall of Fame level player. I'm not saying Brandon Ayuk is a Hall of Fame level player. But what we saw this year from Debo was a guy who never really got into tip-top football shape because he was hurt and he missed some practices and maybe he'll get there in the future. But if he's going to be this the rest of his career, so much of his game depends on violence and collisions and breaking tackles and being explosive. It's not just the collisions that could lead to injuries, but just stopping and starting when you have a little too much dip on that chip. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, if you're trying to do all this explosive movements at 224 when you should be 215, you can pull muscles too. So I'd have to well, go with Ayuk. I mean, there's no question. Look at his body. I mean, he's got 6% body fat. He's in great shape. He doesn't miss games. His game isn't dependent on him uh, having explosive stop-start or breaking tackles. He is able to um, string moves together downfield at, at full speed that other guys can't freaking do and he's got this length that other guys at five eleven six feet don't have yeah i'm betting on him to have a nice career into his early 30s well look about i mean think about it this way it's like in the nba when a shooter's athleticism deteriorates he can still shoot right brandon Ayuk. let's see brandon Ayuk and debo's athleticism deteriorates what does brandon Ayuk become a possession receiver he's still gonna be able to catch it still has you know the wide catch ratio what does debo become if his athleticism deteriorates He's Nothing. not known for his hand. He's, he's not known for the trees. He, he's he's done. He's a straight up like short yardage running back. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's to me. He's always going to have the route running in the in the length. I mean, and the hands. Frankly, yeah. you could picture him on a team with fewer weapons and a better quarterback. What the, what the things he could do? You mm-hmm. know, I mean, put he's him on the. He's on top the bills. 
He's got Aaron Rodgers. He's top ten. Josh Allen. He's Josh Allen. 10. Yeah. Yeah. Mahomes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. You put him on the Chiefs. I mean, and frankly, he doesn't complain. I mean, maybe he does privately, and that's the issue with him and, and Kyle. <laughs> but publicly, he's really low key. He they don't bring him to the podium very much. He's not. I mean, a lot of wide receivers flip out if they don't get the ball enough, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's. That's the nature of the position. He's not like that at all. And he's the guy blocking down the field, no matter how few targets he freaking gets. Yeah. So maybe maybe this is all just to get the bag, and once he gets the bag, he'll be eating Mike and Ike's uh, courtside too. You know what I mean? But yeah. I just don't see it with I, – I don't. I don't. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I would bet. I mean, his mentality, he's just – Ayuk is no punk. I'll put it that way. <laughs> you know, he's – Yeah. yeah he's and I, get, I feel like he's more taking ownership of – the team like I think Debo's more concerned well I don't know I can't say about Debo but in these in these um camp training camp practices dog days of summer where they all hit each other for a week and eventually the fights start someone mm-hmm. like the defense was punking the offense and Fred was taking it too far and someone had to stand up and it wasn't going to be Kittle it wasn't going to be Trent Williams it wasn't going to be Debo it was if it was going to be anyone it was going to be Ayuk and he did it and I um think that says something about him He's kind of like yeah. the Fred Warner of the offense without talking a lot. Yeah. You know? Yeah, man. Underappreciated, yeah. to me, yeah. is the most underappreciated player on the 49ers offense. Possibly yep. the entire 49ers team. They got to find a way to keep him around long term because I think that's one of the guys that you can count on him to li- give the same level of sacrifice and professionalism well, no matter how much money he's making. He, They absolutely need to do it. I don't see how they do it without letting someone else go. So, like, I don't see how. Well, I'd rather year. have him long-term than George Kittle. George, nothing against George Kittle. Great player, man. You're going to be 30 next year. I uh, Armstead, going to be 30 next year. What's, what is I 24? Something like that? Yeah. I don't even know. So, yeah, they got to figure out. It's They got to fi- keep them both Yeah. if you if you want with Debo and Ayuk. But, um, yeah, there's some guys getting up there that I would rather if you had to choose. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Last one. Who has a brighter future, 49ers head coach Kyle Shanahan or Houston Texans head coach D'Amico Ryans? Keep in mind, the Texans have the second pick in draft this year. So, brighter future. This one's tough. Everything Kyle Shanahan has done the past doesn't count. I'm not trying to lead you in any direction because I don't know what I'm going to say yet. I'm going to say, unfortunately... I like I like D'Amico Ryan's better than I like Kyle Shanahan from a personality standpoint and as a person, but I think Kyle Shanahan is in a situation where he's he's he could he could be working for the 49ers for 30 freaking years. D'Amico Ryan's is in Houston. I know he's got six yeah. years, but it's freaking Houston. It's the Texans. D'Amico Ryan's is also defensive minded. A lot of his success is going to be 100 percent dependent on who his offensive coordinator is. Is he able to find a quarterback? I'm going to say. Kyle Shanahan. It's true. I was thinking I would normally just go with the offensive coach by default, but D'Amico is the normal, the natural leader here, not yeah. Kyle. I agree and with that. the other thing about it is, so I totally agree. He's going to end up probably bringing an offensive coordinator from the Niners staff, and it's going to be knockoff Kyle, and they're going to have the same problems without the same upside. I'm, I get that. That's what the, the problem that happened that, that went on with uh, the Jets. But you, we were talking about at the beginning of the show, the quarterback position. You know, it comes down to the quarterback. It all comes down to the quarterback position. And mm-hmm. say what you want about Kyle. Got Nick Bosa, put together a great team. A lot of stability here. Year seven, 
and there are still huge questions at the quarterback position. Meanwhile, D'Amico is going in there, very similar situation, right? Gets the six-year deal. It's the number two pick in the draft. That's what the Niners had. Niners had number two pick in the draft, and they could have been like, do we take the quarterback? Kyle said, no. (laughs) I don't want a quarterback. I'm not even going to pick one. I want, I'm going to drop, I'm going to take a D lineman. And that really still haunts the 49ers. Yeah. D'Amico, what are you going to do? Are you going to trade down, get cute, take a D lineman? Maybe that's the right thing to do this year. Or maybe he just takes Bryce Young. And maybe Bryce Young's really good. I don't know. I mean, he seems like he's better than any other Alabama quarterback that's come out. And some of those guys have been pretty good so far. Two is pretty good. He looks better than that. Yeah. Maybe he just gets the quarterback position right. And he's like Pete Carroll where he just rides a Hall of Fame level quarterback. I'm not saying Bryce Young's that, but if he is, or Bill Belichick, who just rides a Hall of Fame level quarterback for freaking 15 years and has success, maybe just getting the quarterback position right immediately leads to D'Amico having a brighter future. But I don't know who the right quarterback is to pick. I started watching. You got to choose between the guy from Alabama and the guy from Ohio State and the guy from Kentucky. It's tough. It does kind of feel like, it does kind of feel like Mahomes, Watson, Trubisky, though, just from like... Just it, it, just it's possible. Just I mean, it's totally possible. D'Amico has a great career. It's just I feel like the odds are stacked against him. What, what Kyle Shanahan has shown, Kyle Shanahan has shown that he can be competitive year in and year out. The entire NFL looks at him like an offensive genius. So he's going to be able to he, he's going to be able to get a coaching job for the rest of his life. Uh, no doubt. Kyle and he's always going to be able to get good D coordinators to replace the last D coordinator. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, he so will. Is D'Amico going to be? But able to, to if he can't that? get that quarterback, though, or yeah. if he can get him, and he can't keep him healthy, then you know what? He's never going to go to. It's never going to happen. Yeah. Right? If even if he doesn't get the quarterback position right, even if Jed York fires him, he'll take a year off, maybe, and he'll come back and get get another job somewhere else. Yeah, and, that's true. That doesn't yeah. mean he'll ever win a Super Bowl. No, but it's true. He will always get a job until people finally decide. You know, it's guys no see. North Turner, how many head coaching jobs did North Turner get? A bunch, right? Mm-hmm. He had Washington, and then he had the he had the Raiders. Then he got the Chargers. And it was like everyone knew the story, I mean, the deal with North Turner, but he was that great of an offensive coordinator that couldn't help it but keep getting it. And he did have some success. I mean, he won a lot of games with Phil Rivers, yeah. but never a championship as a head coach. Anyway, true. I just thought it was interesting, this whole D'Amico thing. Yeah, I wouldn't bet on D'Amico. I wouldn't bet on a defensive coach, but all he has to do is get the quarterback position right. Kyle's still searching. And yeah. I don't know. What would you do? Would you take – have you looked at these quarterbacks that no, closely? I haven't, I haven't even started that. I'm going to start doing that next week, but I haven't I haven't even really dug in. I don't watch – I like before. Bryce Young. I think he's good. You just wonder if he's going to be great, great enough to take it number two because he is little. Um, and, you know, it's hard to keep little guys healthy. C.J. Stroud is bigger, but, man – and he does look like a better prospect than Justin Fields from what I've seen, but – the next Ohio State quarterback who works out will be the first Ohio State quarterback that works out. And I think the problem with them is they're never in a, co- a pocket that's compressed ever. Uh, and they have just one-on-one matchups that are advantageous to them all over the field. So they don't have experience playing like quarterback. I don't know what you would call what they play at Ohio State. It's just easy. It's not their what fault. Want, what you want is a, is, a, is a guy like with the physical attributes of Trey Lance, with the experience of Brock Purdy. Yeah. On a team where that's one to, thing, dude. Where he's had to carry the team, and not you just can't be a part of a discount experience. Experience yeah. is very important. You look at the quarterbacks who are failing: Justin Fields, six hundred something throws; 
Uh, Zach Wilson, 800-something throws. Uh, Mac Jones, what did he have? Like 700-something throws? Yeah, Trey, I mean, this is a tough one. We're going to have to see. Uh, Trevor Lawrence had a lot of throws. So it seems like if, if you, don't have not, you don't have 900 throws in college, including junior college if you went there, man, yeah. it's, you're, you're, you're working from a deficit. And it, you can pull it off, but it's hard. So if you have the number one pick in the draft, number two, I would probably go with Bryce Young just on that alone. He just threw more passes than C.J. Stroud did. Physical attributes, experience, and on a team that probably isn't that good to where they're maybe the best player on their team um, that has to carry the team. Because, you know, these guys at Ohio State and Alabama, you know, sometimes they, you know, it works out. But they have the best receivers, the best offensive linemen. That's true. They've never really had to carry. Also, I feel like the gap between Ohio State and Big Ten is is way wider than the gap between Alabama and the SEC. Yeah, yeah. Like, Ohio yeah. State is the one team in the Big Ten with athletes. Maybe Dominic. Michigan, too. Yeah. 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 Every team in the Big Ten is slow as hell. <laughs> yes. That's the way I look at it. I don't know. And they're yeah. very fast, and they play an up-tempo scheme, and they got all these Big Ten defenses on their heels, and got these quarterbacks looking like it's freaking the water. It looks They look like Hollywood movies where there's no yeah. pass rush. It's you know what I mean? Work. Yeah, easy work. I think it's tougher in the SEC. I mean, we've seen Mac Jones have some success. Tua have some success. I think Bryce Young is better than them. I feel like he's worth it. I don't know about Stroud, although Stroud is a bigger. He's bigger. He's a better athlete than Bryce Young. He might be worth it too. He might be the best. He might be the first. But what does he had again? We had six hundred something throws from Ohio State. That scares me. In the in the top yeah. five, that scares me, man. I don't know about yeah. that. I don't yeah. know about that. Yeah, it's tough. I'm going to dig in deeper on those guys as, as the offseason progresses for sure. Yeah. And we approach draft day, but I haven't done much on it yet. Because it's not just that you're not experienced enough. It's like you haven't proven it. Right. You haven't really proven a lot of guys could have a good season, a great season, a great season and a half. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean that they're going to be great in the NFL or even good. Like right. If you've thrown 1,100, 1,200 passes and you're pretty consistent the whole way through, I think maybe it's a little easier to project what you're going to be in the NFL. Yeah. Just saying. Show me yeah. how many quarterbacks in the NFL right now who are successful through like fewer than 900 throws in college. I bet there's a few. I bet there's a few. I bet mm-hmm. there are. But I'd like to know how many. Yeah. T Breezy yeah. says, I don't understand the negativity when it comes to Trey. The CH put his quarterbacks in harm's way. Uh, head coach. Um, Trey gets his finger broken while throwing a pass. Ankle broke while running power run. But it's his fault. Huh? Yeah, the, the finger one, that was in uh, preseason, too. He didn't need to be playing with backups sense. at that point. Yeah. yeah. Um, this one, Jason Lutz says, Lowe's has trash cans for under 100. Put a 69 jersey on it, save cap space, and cut back on flags. It might actually get in the way of a defender, too. Yikes. Harsh. Sorry, Mike. Grant, Jeez. you are a metaphysical genius, says the wow. Astro Channel. I don't even know what that means. I don't know what it means either. I'll take it, but It sounds amazing. Freaking amazing. Sounds great. I, I'm, I, that's what I am. I Thank you. I agree. Team needs a Rudy moment. Team comes in one after another. Jersey's on John's desk. Trade Kyle. It's okay. Uh, if I'm D'Amico Ryans, I'm offering the Niners a first round pick and a third for Trey Lance, and that's not cap. Grant and Ryan, I'm for real. Would you rather trade a first and a third for Lance or just draft Bryce Young? I mean, Bryce Young is younger. He played football last year and the year before that. That's what I'm saying. With Trey's... With trade, trade value, like, he, you have to put him up against draft-eligible quarterbacks this year. And the Niners messed that up. I don't think the 49ers uh, – maybe they would. I don't think they do it. I mean, who, they, who do they have? They have Brock Purdy, uh, injured Brock Purdy. They have no quarterbacks. They need yeah, quarterbacks. They need bodies. 
Yeah, they, they need quarterbacks. They, they need multiple starting quarterbacks, and they say they have multiple starting quarterbacks. I vote for at T Breezy to get the Texas GM job. Texans. Uh, Michael says, any updates on Brock Purdy's second or third opinion? He's supposed to make a decision today. I don't know. Stay tuned on that. Let me look online real quick. I'm having a doc. Uh, Pandya is going to come on tomorrow night on my show at seven. So I'm hoping they. He's great. That, yeah, I'm hoping that Brock's decide something and then i can talk about it and get more information from the doctor no okay um let me look up joe burrow real quick i want to see joe burrow college stats how much did he throw in college because i know he came on strong at the end is that why everyone takes all these inexperienced guys maybe he threw no he threw 945 passes in college that's a significant amount man i'm Mm -hmm. saying if you threw fewer than 900 passes i like it, it, it that's Ah oh, man, you you better be one of the best athletes anyone's ever seen at the position. Anyone has ever freaking seen. And yeah. even then, like, isn't Justin Fields one of the best athletes like you've ever seen at quarterback? And even that, it may not be enough. I don't know. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's an interesting variable that teams may start looking at more. Just straight up experience. Experience. Yeah. Otherwise, you might get a fugazi. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um. That's it. What you got going on the rest of the day? Uh, work. Um, what's today? Monday? Yeah, just yeah. work, man. I had my show this morning. It was interesting. I watched I that it. show. It was a good show. If you haven't watched little- this morning's show, Ryan, it was terrific. Make sure you stay till the end. It's great. <laughs> the end was interesting for sure. Woo! Yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, I'm going to be back later today, 3 o'clock with uh, Larry. So Larry. hang good. tight. See you then. Cool. Thanks for watching, everyone.